Welcome to episode 26 of the Critical Twits Gaming Podcast. Today, I've been trying to get my hyperactive friends to calm down after all the Malifaux fun we've had. Yay! Toys. Sing the theme tune. So we've just spent an entire day playing Malifaux again. Yes. yes. And this is the third part of our Through the Breach campaign discussion. Yeah. So I thought we'd start by talking about how the campaigns go. Well, what's happened. Yep. Um, and then we'll move on to maybe talking about our experience last night. Those of us that were awake, Colin. Yeah. Uh, playing through the breach. And then we'll talk a little bit about some of the bits and pieces we've been using for Malifaux. Maybe make some recommendations. Yes, possibly making your own board. It's as difficult as yeah. a few people. We have been making boards. We've been making terrain. That's terrain as in scenery, not terrain as in wet stuff that comes out the sky in Yorkshire. I'm Brian Ennis. I'm Aravitsky. I'm Colin Howard. And I'm Brian Ennis. Why not? And we have a second Brian Ennis. Uh, known <laughs> oh, by, God. Known by his civilian name as uh, Mr. Robert Harley Third. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, not posh enough for that. Any relation to the motorbikes? No. No. I'd have one by now otherwise. Any relation to Robert the Bruce? No. Um, I'm out of jokes. I was going to go Robert Baratheon, but he's fake, so I don't even count. Double B. Wow. We've had the third round. Yes. Yep. We have played a couple games. Yeah. Today, yes. some round two, some round one, to, to, uh, round one, round three, uh, to catch people up. Yeah. <clears throat> How's it going? From really, really well yes. to really, really badly. Yes, at, least you, at least you had really well. Well, I mean, it, <laughs> I, I fear as if I, I may have built my team up and, and we may have been elevated to, oh, God, that scary gang round the corner. And mm. then the kindergarten kids came in and, and kicked them all around and, and now they're all quite badly hurt. Yeah, so we, we had a game, our third round game. Yeah. How did that go for you, Colin? That that was... That I was, think that, I sound like a smug insufferable prick and maybe people can guess how that went for Colin. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the kindergarten kicking us all round the block yeah. a little bit. So you've managed to play more than half a dozen games? Yes. Without an injury? Yes, this is... Uh, uh, your game was game five, actually. Oh, right. Okay. Um, and I'd escaped injuries the entire time. In fact, most of it I'd escaped without even losing a model or losing only summoned models, mm. which don't count for diddly squat. And this time I lost three of my models, all of which are rare ones. No, two of which were rare ones, which sorry. Which means they're the only model, the only version of that model you can have. Yes. If they die, they can't be replaced. <laughs> really? That's yeah. an now, hang on. This isn't, yeah, this is an optional rule that we've chosen to use. Yes. We haven't really spoken about the optional rules no, section. True. Yeah, of let's, let's we've let's mentioned that. that we've talked about all that we're using three of the optional rules. Yes. But I don't think we've ever really discussed what they mean and why we took them and how they alter the yeah. campaign. Very fair so point. that's the first one: is that rare ones um, are generally sort of named people, yes. unique individuals. It's not the guardsman; it's Jeff, captain of guardsmen. Yes. yes, but with better name, like Captain Dashel. That's the one. That's the guy I was thinking of. His first name might be Jeff. You don't know? Yeah, it could yeah. be Jeff Dashel. Jeff Dashel's quite a good name. I like the yeah. name. Still Jeff not Dashiell. Captain Jeff because that would be disrespectful. 
unless well, dead. unless he was spooning you. <laughs> I don't think I'd use in, his honorific at that point. The, <laughs> well, it depends who if he's the big spoon. Some people like to be referred to in that way in an intimate moment. <laughs> As captain. So that was one of the options that we decided to go with. So Colin has hired. I hired um, a Carolian effigy, which is a finger of the medieval pox doctors yes. on the Black Plague. There, it's got a beak mask. It wanders round, spreading decay and disease. But there's a point. It's not. You've hired a Carrion effigy. And the, the Carrion effigy. You've hired. Carrion effigy, yes, which in the fluff is referred to just as carrion, yes, mm. and the uh, effigies are a group, yes, spread among the factions, yeah, with mysterious unknown purposes. Yeah, every faction has access to an effigy, mm. but they're rare ones, and we're all playing different factions, so it's quite nice. We could all have the one for us. We don't have to. If you've got people in the same faction, then maybe the rare one rule might not work as well because you hired the guy I wanted, for yeah. instance. <laughs> But that rule by the letter actually says the faction can o- that crew can only ever yes, hire one. Yeah. So you could, with two resurrectionist groups, you could yes. in theory have with two of them. Two yes, lots you- of you carrion could turn up twice. Yeah, one of them's an imposter. Yes, or not, or not. Ooh, doo, 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 Who knows? So yeah, so we've been playing. If your rare ones die, we're going to write their name down on a list of dead things. Yeah, yeah, and never again shall they be hired. Which is so why I'm so careful with my doppelganger. She might not have a name on her stat card. Well, she does, because I've named her. Yes. But she's a rare one, so I can never hire another one. Ooh. Well, luckily, um, despite free injuries, I did get away mostly unscathed. There's nothing too horrific. The uh, the carrion effigy is now wanted. Yep. Um, so anybody in the game that kills it um, gets extra money, because it is wanted. Yep. Takes it out of play. Yes, kills it yeah. now. Has so a it did something terrible in that game. Yeah, just but like you, Colin. Pretty much how you played. Yes, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and my Rafakin doctor, who immediately is the first time he he's ever played. I bought him at the beginning of of the session. Yeah, I put him on the board. He ran forward. He got shot, and now he is foolhardy. Because he'll never learn. Yeah. <laughs> so from now on, he's not very defensive. So he's not learned anything because he ran forward on his own, got isolated and killed, and yeah. now he's going to do it some more. Yes, pretty much. That's the second foolhardy model we've had. You had a, Rob, you had a foolhardy terror top. Yes, Koss, who got foolhardy, and then I decided to stick him at the front of the deployment zone every time and run him forward because it felt in character. Yeah. <laughs> Strangely <laughs> enough, he died, yeah, yeah. as in permadead. <laughs> yes, <laughs> not coming back. That's one of the things that we, we've done is we've, we've adopted that rule. We also took on the idea of there being a doctor. Mm. So for paying to scrip. Um, which is not too much. No, you can generally it's, earn that. Yeah, it's not. It's a lot lots. if you start stacking up multiple injured models. Yes, yeah. You can take at the end of each game. You can take one model after you've flipped for all your injuries. You can take a model to the doctor, flip a card, and see what happens to them, hoping to for them to get their injury fixed. Yes, yeah. all of them fix the injury. Yes, but it depends on the suit that you draw. As to what sort of doctor you've gone to, yes. as to how it gets fixed. Yeah. Yes. For example, I took my injured nurse because she had the worst of, of the injuries. Yes. Um, so I took her to the doctor, which 
always amused me because half my team is doctors, but I took them to another doctor. Yep. And he fixed her, but unfortunately she's now walking around with bionic parts. So she now counts as a construct in my undead army. So fluff-wise, you ended up with an arcanist's sawbones. Yeah. Who yeah. decided to experiment a little on the side. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, which is good. Yeah, so it's I good. now have a living construct undead. It's At least she was alive. Yes, yes. And he's still... Yeah, Trust just me. Theoretically, you could take them to all four of the different doctors and become everything. everything. Yeah, an do. undead construct, a neverborn. No, never- you wouldn't be, wouldn't be Denver, would you? No, no. Was it un- uh, undead construct. No, the guild simply heals. Oh, okay. The ram just heals the injury. Uh, the okay. neverborn switch it for another. Yes, oh, because okay. they have to maintain the balance. Yeah. On um, if you flip a black joker uh, when you visit the doctor, you don't heal your injury, and you flip another one. Yeah. If you flip a red joker, which someone did earlier, is that you again, Rob? First game. You get a lucky miss, so you have a little adventure. Something nice happens, you get better. Yeah. You can cheat this uh, if you have cards. Uh, but Colin, <laughs> you actually, um, at the end of each game, depending on how well you've done and what you've managed to achieve, how well you, you followed through on the scheme. <laughs> I always get schemes and strategies confused. Yeah. Because it is strategy. And, yeah. Is it schemes and strategy? Yes, strategy singular. Mm, Use your linguistic powers for good. Um, Yeah, I always check Rob. Rob knows things. Don't check you two. You guys, I don't think you've even seen a rule book. I've had a flick through one of them once. I took both of yours home and read them. Yeah. And then I brought them back. Parasite. Yes. Yeah. Uh, What do we think of the Doctor? I quite like it. It does mean that our models are much less likely to die. Yeah, yes. like, our forces are growing yeah. quite rapidly. I mean, I've played <coughs> it apart from Rob's. <laughs> I've played it quite panicked. I think most games. Hence the reason why I just run away. You know, I channel Colin and just you do just... run away a lot. Yep. Again, this week, first game, run away. Um, well, <laughs> I get to a point where I go, "Am I going to win this? Am I going to draw this?" Nah, bugger, I'm just going to go away. I've got some money. The I'm only... not going to risk dying. And I'll, I'll keep cards aside so I don't get injuries and things like that. Because I'm so scared of that chart. So the Doctor makes me feel a little bit better. But it doesn't change my playstyle. <laughs> yeah, I am slightly worried about the time that I flip a Black Joker, get another injury. Because after a certain number of injuries, models just die. Yeah, yeah I think there's only two on minions, isn't it? They can have two and a third one will yeah. kill them. Yeah. So if it has an injury, you take it to the doctor, it ends up with a new injury. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. That said, some injuries don't count towards your max injuries. Things like Wanderer that just delays you until turn three in the next game. Which is quite handy. Which is why I was really hoping with Koss that he'd get something like that, but it wasn't to be. I cheated it twice and got reflips and everything, doing all I could, and he still died. Yeah. <laughs> Useless bloody tot. <laughs> um, and the third thing that we took was cut them up for parts yes which allows you if any models seem to be on the verge of dropping dead or just useless like my Oiran yeah yeah you've really taken against your Oiran just just pointless or I don't have enough points to put her out so she's too pointy in fact (laughs) I really enjoyed singing her song though Oiran Oiran so far away but she did actually to be fair yeah (laughs) but even when she's not there you still run away unless you're playing me Yes. But given my current victory record that remains at zero, that might be why. <laughs> did you run away when you played me? I don't think you did. No, I stuck through with it. Regretted it, but I stuck through, yeah. yeah. 
Um, is it just like do you run away from the people you don't like? Well, I don't want to play you anymore. In, in, in defence of Aaron, had I remembered you could run away, I probably would have run away from my battle with Brian much earlier before all my stuff started dying. Your yeah. problem was you didn't remember how to play the game. No, I Or went... any of the upgrades you had, or any of your tactics, or anything. So but you it just was... ran towards me and died. It was, it was really glorious. bizarre, because my first <laughs> match was amazing, and everything pulled off properly, and barely anything was injured. And then I suddenly went, and I've eaten, therefore I know nothing. <laughs> I think it was more we went from you were sleepy to actually sleep deprived. Yes, yes. possibly. <laughs> yeah, um, there are other options. We could discuss them very briefly. Yeah, you can take out injuries, or you can make mm. injuries unavoidable, so you can't finish off. You can't cheat on the finished off flip. Both of those things, I think, would just. I either make it, the game too dull or not different enough. The injuries definitely add an interesting element to it. Um, or so taking them away completely seems silly. Injuries are there to personalise the models, yeah. to make it feel like a continuous campaign. Yes, yeah. permanently giving models injuries doesn't mean you're constantly going to be losing them. So you're never going to well, not constantly, but it's going to come up enough that be. There's also several abilities and weapons that you can buy that state that when you finish them off uh, when you kill them they automatically get an injury and there's an event yeah and there's the event flipped where you cannot cheat the injury yeah yeah Yeah. so it seems almost silly because i'm paying for a weapon that has that built in if i get a crow well that's now useless and am i paying for that ability yeah it does say that those abilities so anything that would normally mean that you couldn't cheat to be finished off if you're playing that you can't cheat to be finished off anyway yeah. they mean that you are automatically finished off and you don't even get to flip a card to see what you got good god oh, okay that balances yeah. it so there's a balance okay, to that, it that it makes balance. it a harsher game I think because we've got a mix of skill levels yeah. I think over the course of a campaign having people that are finding it very hard not to be injured and then people that are winning more and winning more I think that you could end up with very a big dis- bigger disparity in crews yes yeah. from a practical point of view there's also the matter of how many models can you afford to buy yeah yeah because yeah if you suddenly lose a load of rares that you cannot use again mm. you're, you're down you're then down not all of us have i mean what your collection brian's probably about equal to all three of us combined <laughs> yeah with joe rapidly catching you up that's because i have no other friends yeah. <laughs> i just i just build his own make a nest of my marathon <laughs> models just i just get lonely <laughs> You could instead have an event for every game rather than an event every week. Okay. I like that. I think I'd quite like to... I'd like to do it so... Because we're playing more than one game a week. Maybe everybody's first game is one event. Everybody's second game is a different event, just if we're trying to mix it up a little bit. Yeah. Because the events don't seem particularly balanced. There's some that are much easier to make quite a bit of money on and some that are not. But it could be quite fun to yeah. mix it up. I think we might try that at some point. Yeah, okay. go Rather than just talking about it, actually do it and report back. Well, let's try that on round four. Yeah, we'll do so that. Yeah, for halfway four. through round three. Yeah, yeah, I like that. We'll go for round four. We'll, we'll flip a different one for every event, see how it goes, and report back to you. Good cool. work, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are some that let you get more script, which I think is good if you're only maybe playing one game each round. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That would be really, really good, just so that you can... Build in the models you want and not yeah. be sort of penalised. Whereas we're finding that we're playing two occasionally free games with people, but most of us are hitting script cap. 
Yeah. I'm yeah. not one of them, but a lot of people are hitting the script cat through. Oh, I am, but only because of the underdog bonus. <laughs> I did so badly. Yeah. Um, and there are also rules to allow you to collude, trade equipment, give each other money and things like that, which we have avoided. Yeah, because yes. I think we'd just team up on Joe, probably. Um, no, I don't think we actually would use it. If we put it in... We'd be spending much of our time arguing over yeah. whether it was a good trade. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. I Contend think there's enough to... going on. Yes. As someone who regularly gets ganged up on on the podcast, I'm quite <laughs> glad that it doesn't allow you to powerless minions to try to live beyond your means. So yeah, there are variant rules. You could also invent your own rules as a group, come up with some different ideas and different things you could do. Yeah. And uh, One of the things we're going to try, probably not next week, next round because we're going to try the thing Rob said um, and also it gives us a little bit of time to develop is to bring in some rules for maybe using the Through the Breach characters that we have just started playing ooh interesting Um, now Aaron was doing something else I don't know studying ology studying ology yeah getting some good ology going on yeah. I hope you were studying like the, the ology of social isolation <laughs> just a beautiful counterpoint to us having fun and playing games when we were at home <laughs> we will get everyone involved uh, yeah. in the near future uh, we started playing Through the Breach which we played a sort of brief one-off adventure of but I've started up as a bit of a campaign uh, for those not in the know Through the Breach is a tabletop role-playing game so you've got one person who is the fake master who sort of the arbiter of the rules and pretends to be everyone in the world bar the individual people that each character plays. We've talked about tabletop role playing before, haven't we? Yes, we, we have. have. Which episode number was it, Aaron? Oh, don't. We'll have to pause it all. <laughs> <laughs> it's about episode 12. 12, 13, 14, 15, 11. There you go. It's a previous episode. <laughs> uh, we went into the, the basics of... Uh, a tabletop role playing game and then we demonstrated a tabletop role playing game for people as well we did yeah which was nice yeah it was fun um, fiasco Colin did a really 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 good accent so people have started playing characters who are heading to Malifaux they are fated so they are they have a destiny that they are trying to stop happening by heading to Malifaux mm. Rob how did you find through the breach just briefly for our listeners well, briefly was the word, because <laughs> having played other games recently, yeah. the character creation was time-consuming. Yes. We've played, we talked quite a bit about Mutant, yeah. Year Zero. Uh, we've all played Dungeons & Dragons. We've all played Pathfinder, Call of Cthulhu, Vampire. Lots of other things. Yes. yes. I do prefer a system where you can sort of make your character and then... Play just play especially when you're new yeah because you're trying to decide what you're going to be before you know what any of those things really are yes yes they ask you to pick a general talent and give you a list of like 30 of them most of which I wrote down because they all sounded interesting they all sound really (laughs) interesting so you don't know which one to take yeah it goes use these skills you've got different values for your different abilities and you're not really sure what they mean there's kind of a bit too much information to start with. Yes. Even then, as a player, I went through going, oh, what does this do? What does this do? And, oh, I know from my modifiers, I'm not going to easily hit that target number. Yeah. From my time playing Malifaux. Yes. I've got it in my head. Yeah. Some of the card probabilities are there. And I'm going, oh, no, I'll wait. That'll be like my fifth talent that I take. I'll probably be ready then to get better numbers. 
for a brand new player who hasn't played Malifaux, yeah, that's going to be a problem. Yeah. That said, looking at it through the breach reads to me as intended as a gateway to role playing mm. for the tabletop gamers already playing Malifaux. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in there where it talks about table etiquette, how to set up a game how to organise your group, sort of real-world stuff. Well, yeah, social contracts, what to, you know, having an agreement on what's going to happen when someone doesn't turn up. Yeah. It's the first time I've seen that in an RPG. I've seen, mm. I have seen it in others, but not to the depth. They've actually gone quite, quite in detail into it, um, which is quite good. Yeah, I mean, I kind of skim-read that bit because we already had a, have a social contract. When Colin doesn't turn up, we take the mickey out of him behind his back. Uh, burn effigies of him and laugh. Oh, you guys make effigies of me. <laughs> d- I did make you out of a Care Bear some glasses, a pen and a bit of paper once, didn't I? <laughs> yes, you did. At risk of my masculinity slipping further, it's a werebear. It's got nasty sharp pointy teeth, <laughs> not a rainbow <laughs> on its tummy. <laughs> it's all the same well. to me. It's all just a toys. Who plays with toys at your age, Rob? <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I was running the game. Um, and there was quite a lot to take on rules-wise and various different systems for things like magic. Combat has its own rules. They're very similar to Malifaux. Mm. Um, so if you've got a good working knowledge of Malifaux and you're interested in tabletop role-playing, I think so it could be a good way to go to get in. But it will need a sort of thorough two or three times through the, the various rule books and have at least one player who's keen. Don't be afraid to sort of guide your players. Um, I probably should have done a what do you want to play and then told you what you should take approach yeah and leaving it open for you to then as you get knowledge of the rules to go actually can we tweak it and just sort of change it in the first few sessions but to dive in a bit quicker but then again as maybe more experienced gamers you wouldn't you'd you'd be dm's patronizing us well perhaps but when it comes to a new system they can be slightly awkward Mm. yeah but then as an experienced gamer i really enjoyed the random element of the tarot reading yes and this is the thing I really really like about Through the Breach is each character has an individual tarot reading that tells you where they're from what they're good at how their abilities are sort of distributed and gives them like a prophecy they're trying to overthrow oh that's cool and at the same time makes it more difficult to go oh I want to play this yeah because the background that comes with each card along with the prediction yeah Point you in other directions. That's a good point, actually. I yeah. had no intention of playing the spy yet again. <laughs> <laughs> However, the very first card in my tarot reading said, Your parents were infiltrators. Yeah. <sighs> but I may have wanted to play a cockney smuggler, and instead it was, Your parents were academics. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> yeah, but this is the thing. We now, do... I, you can change it and go, Well, I obviously ran away from home and, and, and did that kind of thing, but I also yeah. had the teachability. Which I could have ignored, but then that changed my character idea, so it was, it was fine. But players do, especially groups that have been around a long time, do tend to fall with certain archetypes with characters that build. I mean, one of the reasons we like mutants, because it gives us a good chance to try new things very quickly and yes. try different characters. This maybe forces you to try a different archetype, but it saves you falling into old trends. Something. Joe's definitely not where he would otherwise have been. Yeah, he's not playing the tank. No, <laughs> no, no Joe, Joe's doing the other thing he does and playing... A sorcerer. Uh, yes! <laughs> yeah. He's, he's also the healer, he's also the practical one. 
Yeah. Yes, he's doing the sorcery, but then... Out of context, but does anybody else remember when Joe last played the party healer on that 24-hour campaign? Does anyone know how much healing he did? Yes. Seven. (laughs) (laughs) Total. One roll of the D8. Yes. Yes. Yeah, he did no healing, didn't he? Yeah. Instead, he... Let us die. Let you all die and took all the power for himself. Yeah. So, so Harold Shipman of Doctors. So expand that. The, the Harold Shipman of Doctors. He was a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't heal people, did he? <laughs> no, but you could have the just Harold Shipman of Clerics would have made more sense. <laughs> I experienced a massive burst of cognitive dissonance then and had no idea what was going on. That's an ology thing. It is, yeah. It is, yeah. I understood completely what uh, you were saying. I think we just um, quickly did. Obviously, Malifaux on the tabletop is a war game. It's a game. It's got a background and a setting, but that's kind of. It is in the background. When you play the tabletop role play, you are involved more in the background. You're involved in the setting. You are meeting characters. You're not, they're not just a lump of plastic on the table that's got a good ability. Mm. They're a man, hopefully, with things to say or uh, an interesting woman with a funky accent or whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, the starting feeling is that if you're very, very lucky and work really, really hard, you might get a throwaway walk-on part in one of the short stories of the rule book. Yeah. We certainly don't feel like we're all that powerful. No. That may be because I'm playing the only non-mage at the table so far. Yeah. But then part of Malifaux is the magic, the return of magic, so it makes sense that players are going to want to play sorcerous characters. And there is a lot of option there. It's not just, oh, I want to be a magic user, well, you're going to have this and we're going to end up with overlap. No, there's lots of different ways to play it, and different yeah. synergizing and different yeah, ways you, that it could we've, combine with other things. We've got a hedge mage, so someone who uses natural magic in a way completely unique to them. Yeah, that they can't even pass on, and in fact, if they try and pass it on, it turns people mad because um, it's completely idiosyncratic. Mm. And we've got a grave robbing necromancer who. The impression I was getting is that you were going to play your violin to command the dead to dance. Pretty much, yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, what do we think of the setting? We haven't really talked much about the setting of Malifaux. Here is we probably what, because I was just thinking this. Okay. I know Sweet Bugger All. Okay. Don't know. I didn't even know it was an alternative. I didn't even know it was part of our world. I thought that it was an alternative history of our world until you said there's a hole you can go through and you end up in Malifaux. Well, it is an alternative history yeah. because in real life, Colin, there isn't a whole. Yes, <laughs> yes but you, you, you see what I mean. It, you have to go to a toy shop and buy a book. <laughs> yes, um, but you didn't think there was an alternative universe within within where Malifaux was like Paris, and it was just in that. Bit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. I assume I was um, in that same impression for a while. That's because I haven't read the background stuff. I've yeah. read the rules mm. for the game. I've read my what the characters do for the war game and. I gave the books back because I don't own them. Um, I may have read a couple of the short stories, but I don't know what's going on. It's it's Victorian London as far as I was concerned. That, for me, I think is going to work in the campaign because I'm now going into Malifaux, not knowing anything about Malifaux. Yeah. Because it's not something that I get the impression. It's not been documented, mapped. People haven't come back, basically, or not a lot of people have come back. Some. Some, but I don't think it's one of these things uh, they've come back with the guidebook to Malifaux and everything that's been written down about it. So it works that I don't know what's going on before I get there. 
which I quite like. Yes, yeah. you get to play the Discovery game. Yes. Having said that, if your whole group doesn't know, then, then you're going to have an interesting time playing. Well, you can make a lot of mistakes. I thought Joe had made a glaring error and was going to die in the first session. Excellent. When the witchling stalker suddenly went from being a little minion model that sometimes has a little bit of an effect to nearly got him killed because it could smell his sorcery. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Well, the background of those is that they they use them to hunt down magic users. Mm. Um, and I, I said to, to Joe as his character, you know that magic is illegal in Malifaux unless sanctioned by the guild? And he went, yep. And I went, you can do anything about it? And he went, nope. So essentially, he's trying to illegally smuggle himself in. So I made that part of sort of the conflict to start with, and uh, yeah, th- even the sort of, there's rules for using the models from Malifaux mm. in Through the Breach. It's nice. Um, so you can convert things across. You can use miniature combat, or you can keep it fairly abstract in your head, however yeah. you wish to do it. We'll probably, if we do like a big fight, I might set things yeah, out. Yeah, I was going to say um, we normally do a combination of the two. Yeah, and we've got. I've bought, because obviously I buy everything, as Rob has said. Um, (laughs) I've bought the two adventurer packs, so once we've got an idea and we like our characters, we will sit down and we'll make characters. Ah, We'll make little models for them. We used to to do that years ago. Which brings us nice and full circle back to shifting loyalties, because once we've got these characters that have models... We may wish to try and use them in our Shifting Loyalties campaign in mm. some fashion. Yeah. Uh, maybe making up an event of our own for a week. This is where I said you can do Make your own stuff. stuff. Yeah. yeah. You can Certainly start many around. of the events have neutral models yes. thrown in. So work out what our Through the Breach characters would be able to use or be able to do yeah. as a benefit in a game <coughs> situation and then come up with a rule for it. Give it a go. It could all yeah. end horribly. Yeah. We, we could try applying any injuries that result as well. Although that Oof. would probably hurt me quite badly, so maybe I shouldn't make yeah. suggestions like that. <laughs> but we'll discuss it later. It could be a way of getting a sort of three or four player game going where you may have two or three gangs, uh, crews, yeah. and some individual models so we could get all of us involved in a game, which would be quite nice, be yeah. quite different. Um, it could be a case that we do it the other way and we bring some of the crews across in the other direction. Mm. And we bring, you know, one of the encounters is Rob's rather damaged <laughs> and injured Nephilim crew. Which have names, each and every one. Exactly. They so. are roleplay characters. <laughs> yes. They just don't. And I'm always astounded because when, when we said the terror top that got hurt, you went, oh, Cos, like, like he was your friend and you talked to him and he wasn't <laughs> named after a lettuce. Yeah, but he's <laughs> don't talk to them. Honest. That's because he's dead now. Hmm. I can talk to dead people if I want to. No, that's my job. Yeah. We'll do a, I think we'll do a more in-depth when we've had chance to play more of Through the Breach. Yeah. As long as people are interested. Yeah, definitely. It sounds yes. yeah. different enough to be interesting. You haven't said anything for ages, Aaron. What do you think of the, the setting of Malifaux? Have you got into the reading of the bits and pieces? Or well, you... yeah, I've read bits and pieces of it. I was the same as Colin. I was a bit confused as to quite where it was set. But I had a quick flick through some of the stories when I was mm. reading through the rules. And yeah, I like the setting. It To me, it feels like a... You know how Shadow Run was like cyberpunk with magic? Mm. It's steampunk with magic, but it works better because of that. It fits with our whole unknown world exploration 
yeah. thing. Do you know what I got from it, actually? Bloodborne. Yes, actually, yeah. Bloodborne, the war game. Yeah. And therefore, the concept of Bloodborne brings us nicely to our th- final topic for today. Um, the gaming boards and gaming equipment and things we've been using to help us play um, Shifting Loyalties. Yes. Colin, the board you've been building... Yes. You told me you were building a Bloodborne board. Uh, yes, um, I'm building a, um, a magnetic board. I have based it, or I will be basing the scenery on the Bloodborne video game. There'll be lots of intertwining buildings. The buildings are will be module. I have them planned in 3D. I just will need be to, modular. Yes, will be modular. Um, so there'll be lots of interlocking and high levels and low levels, which then we'll probably never use because only a couple of us have models for flight and then we get upset if they can just fly up buildings and shoot us all. Yeah. Just put ladders on the side of things, be fine. Well, the thing is, as we as we gain more equipment and more models anyway, that's not going <laughs> to be a problem. A jetpack. I nearly bought a jetpack this time. So. <laughs> Frankenstein's monster construct thing. With the Gatling gun, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been entertaining. Yeah. But you've layered it out into sections as well, so the deployment's a piece of piss on your board. It, it is quite... I, I decided when I was building it that what I do is, with the cobblestone board, I'm very stupidly carving in by hand, because I have no friends, um, <laughs> and therefore nothing else to do. Hang on, Colin, I don't have any friends, and you don't have any friends. Snap. Oh, am I imaginary okay. again? Yes. <laughs> uh, so Existential I, crisis. Colin. No, not Colin, even. Aaron, ology us out of this. <laughs> uh, so I, I think of you three as being my id, my ego, and my super ego, but which one's which changes on a daily basis. <laughs> yes. So, yes, I've um, on the board, I've been carving in the deployment zones, all of the deployment zones directly yes. onto the board, uh, which actually makes quite a nice pattern when I will finally get it into cobblestone. Yeah, yeah. Um, make deployment easy. That said, we discovered today, playing corner deployments, that not everything is marked yet. Yes, there, yes. I uh, to be truthful, there was one, <laughs> two lines that I uh, didn't put on. Now I did originally have plans for them, and then I went, "Oh my god, this is the most overcomplicated line <laughs> thing in the world." Um, so I, I took them off. We did forget about it, and it nearly cost us a turn where we were all running around in the wrong direction. It did cost me a turn. You were the one that managed to bring it back, and then you won. It cost Robin and... Well. <laughs> it cost me the game. <laughs> you and your board sabotaging my tactics. Exactly. <laughs> that said, we were able to use a pair of laser lines that we've previously bought for marking and checking line of sight to quickly divide the board up along yes. the diagonals to work out who was where and that saved us time yeah. without that tape measures would have made it a lot more irritating I do find one yes. of the, the things I find trickiest about Manifo especially if you're doing sort of corner deployment or the little T-shaped deployment and uh, L-shaped oh. deployment yeah. Tetris deployment in the corners um, <laughs> is the centre line the centre line is really important and when it goes when it's 18 inches on and it's down the middle of the board um parallel with the board edges that's fine when it goes corner to corner you can't just measure it from anywhere you need to kind of stretch a line out and i find that quite tricky yeah. those laser lines are really really useful yeah. Yeah. especially when you've got um, scenery on the board yeah. blocking the tape measure you always potentially have line in the sand well it's always available yeah. in every yes. game so that involves you putting skiing just down on the on the line itself yeah. and i actually take that quite a lot 
because it's fairly simple and straightforward. Yeah. I've yeah. progressed away from killing people to putting things in a line. Yeah. <laughs> and I hope to be able to wash my face and tie my shoelaces. I'm becoming more civilised in my gaming practices. Um, Duke of Wellington would be so proud of you. Yes. <laughs> that old boot. Hey! No, mm, no. I ruined it. Yeah. When, I, when we first started Malifaux, I had that game against you and I fielded Pandora, <laughs> who is not a simple character when you're first playing the game she's really difficult it was I can't pretend it was particularly fun the masochist in me went this is difficult this is a challenge I want to do it yeah but it was reading the background and reading more into it that got me into the game yeah. when I very mm. first looked at it the blurb didn't think much because they talk mixing in the wild west and then the models running around with katanas for no apparently good reason why wouldn't you run around with a katana? In Victorian England... I'd run around with a katana now. But it's it not in Victorian legal. England. Exactly, it's not. And it was reading into more of it. I'm sort of going, OK, I can see the reason have why. A the setting is what's grabbed me, what's kept me playing the game. And I'm still learning the rules. I'm still improving. I am improving because I didn't lose the last game. No, it's yes. true. I didn't win. <laughs> I've had the first draw of the campaign. Yeah. Yep. Yet another first for me. I think I'll chalk it up. Yeah. We can win on first, yeah. Right. I get the moral <laughs> victory in the end yes. of the campaign. But well, yes. I think, to be honest, whoever it was you drew with should be humiliated by their lack of victory. I didn't run away, I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> Again, for you, it's little steps, isn't it? Little steps. <laughs> the tiniest of steps, yes. Okay, so back to terrain before we get distracted. We've currently got two boards that we yeah. tend to run. Yeah. A wilderness board... Where we either use Collins as yet unpainted board for the ease of deployment with all the lovely arcs and lines to keep track of it, and a second cobblestone board with a PVC mat that yeah. Brian bought previously. Yeah, which I talked about being mildly disappointed with when I first bought it, having now stuck it down and moulded it onto a big chunk of wood and sell it double sided sticky taped it down. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I, was, I made this with your help, and I can't remember what I did. I was picking at it. Did you, I do? You've been asleep um, since then. Yeah, definitely. I really um, did just get kind of artists. Uh, you didn't really make it. It's it's it's. it's yeah. <laughs> we it's snobberish of me there. I just didn't inside my. Really colluded to a board. Okay. okay, we've assembled it, but at the same time, we also have a set of plastic building. Um, yes. Um, Mars Attacks ones, I believe. Yeah, they're yes. Mars Attacks buildings from um, Mantic yes. games. But they are brick. Yep. I don't like... I'm going to change the shop front. I've been saying this for nearly a year. I'm going to change the shop front <laughs> bit. But the bricks and the brick ruins themselves work really nicely for uh, a game of Malifaux. It feels... When you play that, it feels like you're exploring the quarantine zone or the ruined parts. And yes. To me, anyway, I like to make a story in my head. If you have enjoyed listening to us and want to carry on listening to us, yes. um, this will be back in about four weeks' time. Yep. Uh, coming up for next week, we're going to be talking about our upcoming trip to the UK Board Games Expo. Yay. So the Tuesday after this, Tuesday this comes out. I'm doing big gestures to try and make that make sense. It's not helping. Um, the Tuesday after we'll be we'll be talking about that. Yep. Um, and we're going as press behind the scenes. Uh, so expect uh, lots of gossip, info, interviews, and hopefully we can run off Sleep. with some freebies. Yes. Um, but we'll and to tell you about podcasters. Yes. <laughs> Um, but also, as we'll be there, we will be tweeting over the course of the day. If we get us a chance to actually play some games, we'll 
hopefully put an invite out and let some some of you join in if you're interested yes if you are there find us hunt us down Colin is a very sociable person and a delight to both uh, interact with and just be near you've heard it first on the internet therefore it's there and set in stone forever I am a delight and beautiful person <laughs> so yeah if you like that uh, you can subscribe you can click the like button as well that magic pixies that run the internet then make it easier for other people to find it yes um, and to give us tiny massages to make it better yes mm, tiny internet pixie massages this isn't going anywhere is it? <laughs> no it's not um, and you can share things yes it's good to share it's really weird. Okay. <laughs> it's good to share. We went against the collusion and trading rules. Don't go giving people mixed messages. We would only share in that case in order to bully the person who wasn't being shared. I've played Settlers of Catan with all of you. And when I've been reduced to a gibbering wreck going, I know you've got sheep. <laughs> um, yeah. No one has any wood for my sheep. It's because you blocked off our wheat supply. <laughs> the only wheat supply. Oh... Uh, um, so we're, we're going to disappear in order to reopen more old wounds. <laughs> um, but uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at critical underscore twits. Yep. You can find me on Twitter at the Brian Ennis, the yep. one and only. You can find me on Twitter at Aaron Ravinsky, which you can see spelled on, on the page so don't worry about that might be handy yeah (laughs) and if you're very very lucky and you go to the right kinds of clubs and you say the right passwords you meet the right people and you grease the right palms one day you might be able to meet rob (laughs) i don't exist (laughs) i'm just a voice a man that we made up (laughs) (laughs) yes Uh, so yes thank you very much i've been brian ennis i've been aaron vinsky and i've been colin howard thank you very much uh until next time see you later colin sing us out